0: To the modest touch-it. I'm your host Chris Chusa and this is Charlie Bradley. special episode of the year it's royal ascot next week starting on tuesday it's gonna kick off with a bang and this week we are delighted to say that we have two very special guests joining us in the names of nick bell and ascot's top jockey from last year asheen murphy charlie excited for the week yeah hugely so um
1: I mean, you can forget about Cheltenham. This is this is sort of the biggest week of the year. Uh, Royal Ascot doesn't get any bigger than this. Uh, loads of sort of group action, but not even just that. The handicaps are also so exciting. I mean, they're incredibly difficult to work out, but when you get it right, it's so satisfying. And there's some yeah really entertaining action on all week, which is great. And we'll be there on Saturday, so. We can enjoy ourselves.
0: We'll be there on Saturday in force. It's going to be a difficult week at work, knowing that from 2.30 until 6.10, you have to have one eye on the racing. But we'll do it, and we'll be excited to be there on Saturday. Um, It's going to be uh, an interesting week in terms of the podcast. We're going to be bringing you an exclusive episode for each day individually, which means that, for example, if you're going on the Tuesday and the Thursday and you don't want to listen to the Wednesday and the Friday and the Saturday you don't have to we'll be <laughs> we'll be we'll be creating we'd like you to though if you want yeah to. i mean yeah it would be great if you listen to all of them but um we'll be making individual episodes for each day just to make it easy but today this episode is going to include two exclusive interviews with two big characters in racing but first how are you uh yeah i'm all good we had a
1: a lovely weekend uh went to Billy Eilish concert with you uh, and, and Harry and Evie uh, two of our friends one's your girlfriend but then the other one's our friend uh, and yeah that was very fun uh, but doing well otherwise obviously we can't sort of do this episode or start this episode without talking about the fact that we tipped a 200 to 1 winner on the last podcast
0: yes the oh well, sorry second place but the bet one the derby which was last weekend which feels like Ages ago. It does, yeah, yeah. Um, Huyamal, incredible performance, finishing second at, at 200 to one. Mm-hmm. For anyone who was on that, I hope you had a great party afterwards. Uh, we certainly did enjoying the Platinum Jubilee concert. Congratulations to Her Majesty, who I know does listen to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> she probably doesn't, <laughs> but she may. Yeah, she may. Um, it was, yeah, a really special week. Uh, weekend all around, I thought. Um, definitely some people took it a bit far, having, four days holiday essentially i know yeah well it's always a dangerous one
1: isn't it because you essentially you've got so much time to recover that if you want to go have a night out uh y- you can but then you end up having another night out and you sort of get retired so i didn't do that actually i had a very nice wholesome weekend with my family and then went racing my granny on the saturday at epsom uh which is fantastic i've never been to the derby before but it's a it's a really cool uh race day uh would highly recommend anyone to go uh and, of course, made sweeter by the fact that, you know, I was there to watch my horse that I tipped at 200 to 1 finish second.
0: Yeah, it's always nice that and also good to give the tails a first outing for the year. I'd never worn them before, so it was quite, it was quite weird, but yeah. Well, you'll be wearing them again next Saturday, which is great. Um, in terms of introduction, I think that's everything. So we're now joined on the other end of the line by our good friend and assistant to his dad. Nick Bell joins us for a Royal Ascot preview. Welcome, Nick. How are Nick. you getting on, lads? Yeah, good. We're both good. Charlie, how are you?
1: Yeah, yeah, all good. Uh, very excited to have Nick on and uh, looking forward to talking through what's going to be a very exciting week.
0: Yeah, we're not going to bore our listeners, so we're going to go and jump in straight away. Um, your dad's got five entered next week, is that right?
2: Yeah, he's got five entered. Um, they all look like they're going to take their chance. Um what have we got on? We haven't got anything on the Tuesday, but the Wednesday we've got a filly called Mayland C. She won at Nottingham on debut. Um, she's a filly we bought from the breeze ups um, and she won quite impressively on debut at Nottingham. Not an easy place to win. It's quite like an undulating track and um, can cause them a bit of an issue to to win there on debut. I thought she was quite impressive that day. Um, the race looks pretty hot. I must say, um, I mean, it's going to be a cavalry charge, isn't it, with yeah. twenty odd runners in there? But um, no, I'm very happy at the way she's been training at home. What do you think, think about you know, the she...
0: What do you think about the the hype behind the the Wesley Ward runners? Because Love currently the favourite at three to one.
2: Yeah, but I mean, I mean, obviously, I, I could have egg on my face at the end of this conversation with regards to Wesley Ward, but it does seem every year he's kind of got his best string ever.
1: No, I, <laughs> yeah. I completely agree he's always talking them up and they come here quite short and and they actually just don't do the business as often as as they as they would you know his they don't
2: do they i know. mean I, i'd be interested to see which way that philly goes in the market because i mean uh she, the race she won at Keeneland um or uh, there hasn't been a winner come out of it since so the form doesn't look great so i'm I'm happy to oppose her at short odds anyway
0: yeah I think that seems a sensible play. But I completely agree. It looks like quite a strong race. I mean, the dramatized coming in after that yeah. win at, at the Guineas Festival looks pretty strong. Yeah, and uh, then
1: Clipper Logistics have got two in there. Pillow Talk as well looks good if he, if, uh, if if lining up.
0: Yeah,
2: yeah. I think there's there's a whole. You can make a case for a lot of them in that race. Obviously, they're all pretty unexposed, aren't they? So. Um... Yeah, I mean it's it's it's. I th- it's, it's, I thought I thought
0: aggressive. the chances of um, Omni Queen were quite interesting. Who beat one of yours on on debut? I remember we chatted before the race, and you thought You like that filly,
2: don't you? Yeah, Chess?
0: you thought she was pretty. Good. I think she was quite a good uh, good breeze up horse, and then yeah. the the AMA Racing one came out and, and beat her pretty convincingly. So
2: yeah, but I, I'm surprised Ross is not riding her. Um, he's he's down to ride, um, isn't he down to ride one more Ollie? The yes. other ammo horse. Yeah. So maybe... Well, I don't know why he's down to... I I agree. I thought he'd have ridden Omni Queen. Um, I thought that was a pretty interesting sighter. Or he's down to ride Miami Girl, actually. I think, yeah. Isn't he? And
0: then they've got um... Ryan Moore up on one more ollie. So maybe Omni yeah. Queen goes for a different race. I'm not sure. No, only she ended knows, up for me? that. That's um, It's interesting, though. And I think you're right. The race looks very open. And... Malency clearly comes in here with, with a pretty strong chance.
2: Yeah. I mean, she, uh, well, yeah, I mean, she's, I'll be disappointed. I'm not saying she's going to win, but I'd be disappointed if she's not kind of, you know, up there in the business end. But, um, I think she, she's got an each way chance at kind of 16, 20 to one. Anyway,
0: they're difficult races. Those, um, but yeah, we'll, we'll see how that one goes. And then, so your next one for the next one for the week comes on, on Thursday in the Norfolk brave nation Brave nation
2: yeah he obviously pissed up at Donnie on debut um, and then he was quite naughty on the way home so that's why he uh he hasn't ran since so we've just basically been trying to keep a lid on him at home and kind of keep him nice and relaxed um, seems to have worked James Doyle's gonna take the ride um you're yeah, happy with him I think he's a kind of general eight 10 to one shot isn't he
0: yeah I'm seeing eight to one with um Paddy Parr at the moment. And James oh, Doll yeah. obviously has had a ridiculous season, picking up both of the one thousand and two thousand guineas as well. So that's a great jockey booking there, I think.
2: You're happy with him?
0: Yeah, I like James Doyle. Yeah, yeah, I mean, happy. what do you think, Charlie?
1: No, no, we definitely like him. I mean, I'm not too sure about his, his um, record at Royal Ascot, but yeah, yeah, he's a he's a good jock, certainly, and having a good year. Yeah. Yeah.
2: No. So it's, it's not it's not always easy, kind of. Um, Jocking joc- jockeys off that are one on one on them on debut, but I mean when someone like James Dole becomes available, I think you kind of need to swoop.
0: Yeah, you definitely do. You definitely do. So, Brave Nation, do you think that has a better chance than Malenzi, or do you think because of the nature of the ori- the first race that we spoke about, Malenzi might? I like. I
2: just think the thing I like about Melan-C is she's got a great temperament, and you know, given the whole kind of parades and everything, at Ascot. Um, I know that she'll be able to go to post and, you know, be very relaxed. Whereas this horse, if he goes to post, all right, then you could probably have a bet. But, you know, I, I'd say she, at the prices, I, I'd rather be playing her.
0: Yeah. Interesting. And what's your, what are your duties on, on race day like, ask it? Because obviously it's a huge, huge day out. Are you sort of saddling up the horses before or is it more chatting to the owners that, or just chatting to your car friends?
2: Park. I'm going to t- take the edge off with a couple of drinks anyway to start with. <laughs> <laughs> um no yeah and then kind of saddle them up and uh yeah but it kind of, it's, it's similar to similar to kind of any other day really just just with a, a lot more added pressure i guess
0: yeah yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and i think it was something that charlie flagged up about you guys having a few rudders for the queen we, um spring of sprung i believe
2: yeah he yeah. runs on he runs in the palace of Holyrood house obviously we've changed for her majesty for uh for uh several years now. Um, we've never been able to uh, have a Royal Ascot winner first. So um, I think that would be very special if we could, if we were able to do that, especially in a platinum Jubilee year, that would be, um, that would be great. But I see the Gosdens have got reach for the moon. I think that'll take a bit of beating, won't it? Yeah, um,
0: definitely. Re- reach for the moon was one they quite fancy for the Derby at one point. wasn't yeah, it? absolutely.
1: Absolutely. It yeah. He, had, he made it. a very
2: good comeback as well, didn't he? At Sandown and the, uh, I think there's 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 lots to like about his chances.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, so if we continue going through your runners, the next yeah. one is one that I think you've already flagged up to me. One that we were on last time, Bolt Hole.
2: Ah, yeah, Bolt Hole. So he's running in the Britannia. Um, he went up six pounds for his win at Newmarket. Uh, we're dropping him back in trip, which was something that William Buick suggested. Um, and if you watch his replay, it kind of that kind of Makes sense given that he traveled so strongly um and kind of didn't quite see out the 10 as well as you would have hoped so a stiff mile at ascot um we've got jamie spencer on who i don't think there's any finer jockey on the straight mile at Ascot. to be honest his record is exceptional Mm -hmm. um i guess as, as again there's going to be 30 runners you need a good draw but be, I really like this horse's chances um, at the moment. Like he's got the right sort of profile, good temperament. Um, he'd be my best of the best of the week anyway. Very nice.
1: It'll also uh, continue a good year for Michael Buckley, having a yes, Chel- Cheltenham exactly, Festival yeah. winner and a
0: Royal Ascot winner. That'd be quite nice.
2: Hopefully, well, I mean, uh, hopefully Nikki Anderson won't grab hold of this one after we're <laughs> done with him anyway.
0: <laughs> it, um, you know, J- Jamie Spencer's a jockey that kind of divides opinion. I don't know. You clearly can't say too much because I'm sure you know him on a personal personal basis. I don't, um, and occasionally you're on a James Spencer horse and he gives it the most shocking ride. When it goes well, he looks like a, a genius. When it goes badly, I'm sure there are hundreds of messages on Twitter telling him I to know. do some uh, interesting things. Yeah,
1: um, I'd,
2: like to see, I'd like to see his Twitter, just Twitter to kind of DM messages or his Dropbox or whatever you call it. Just, to, I'm sure, as you said, I'm sure it's full of kind of mixed messages, but. On the straight mile at Ascot, he is absolutely dynamite anyway.
0: Yeah, and, and you'd hope that he'll be able to navigate any traffic problems there are. Yeah. I'm not sure how many will line up in the in the Britannia. It says max 30. A full so,
2: field, isn't it? Yeah. There's, there's yeah. a whole load. How many entries are there? 68 or something? At
0: like the this. moment, we've got 49 still 49 in, uh, still in is there. And uh, a max of 30 lining up on the day. And you would have yeah. thought it would probably be... Yeah, I mean that 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 race itself has some quite interesting horses. You've got that unbeaten Godolphin King of Time at the top yeah. of the market. Um, you know there are I, some... like
2: Clive... I thought Clive Cox's would be a danger in that. But who put fifty in you?
0: Yeah. Oh uh, yeah.
2: Won well at Haydock last time. Kind of Ulysses. improving.
0: Uh, and that and the one in third there, Outgate as well. That's um, that's one again. One Saints. again
2: yesterday, didn't it? I think.
0: Yeah. Yeah, for mm-hmm. for Dan and Claire Kubler who. Um, who who are a nice training uh, couple? Uh,
2: be, that would put, yeah, it'd be an interesting marriage, that wouldn't it? Have been kind of sharing the license and marriage.
0: it would be, uh, be difficult. Very full on. On, 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 yeah, on yeah. the journey, on the journey's home from the races, when you've had sort of six losers and you haven't had a winner for for a month, it might be quite tough. <laughs> Not only is <laughs> a strain you, on the marriage, that, rethinking yeah. the racing, but also your uh, your relationship. It's commitment. Okay. It's commitment. Let's call it that. Absolutely. Um, anyway, bolt hole is Nick's best bet of the uh, the bell lot for the week. So then we can go to spring is sprung who we haven't spoken that much about uh, or that race, the, the palace of Holyrood sprint um, likely to be another 28 runners in there. Another Wesley Ward one near the top of the market. Do you think spring mm. is sprung has got a good, yeah. <laughs> good chance here.
2: Uh, I I, w- I mean, good chance is probably. Um, I mean, he, he won at Southern at the beginning of the year. He ran in the Windsor Castle last year. I think he's capable off his mark. Do I think he's lobbed in? No. Um, I, I I think it'll he'll, he'll it'll it'll take an improved performance for him to win. Um, whether he's capable, of it, I'm not sure. There's going to be a massive field again, so um hopefully he'll just be able to run a nice sort of race i think david egan's booked to ride i mean, he's got a light weight and if he gets drawn right you never know things might fall his way
1: is there is there a sort of added pressure um running horses for the queen
2: yeah i mean you obviously don't want them to fall out the back of the screen but i suppose that goes to go, that goes goes for it goes without saying Surely every
1: horse belly, belly though you know
2: yeah uh there is, there is. I mean, I, I think you, that's pressure you put on yourselves more than anything because you know you, you, you just want to deliver, deliver. Um, but you know she's, she's very easy to deal with. So um, you know it's only pressure you put on yourselves, really. Um,
0: how, how much yeah. racing do you think? She, I mean, maybe this is just speculation, but how much racing do you think she actually watches? Because yeah, she goes to Royal Ascot, right, for yeah, five yeah. days. She might not this year. Um, but do you think she's there on a Monday night watching Matt Chapman down at Windsor? <laughs>
2: I reckon I, I I wouldn't put it past her. I'd say so much. I know when uh, when the old man talks to her, she she she's definitely seen she's seen seen the replay anyway. She hasn't mm. watched the uh, watched it live, so she she keeps up to date with it all. You know, very regularly. So
0: It'd be a hilarious uh, thought seeing her logging on with her MacBook Pro or whatever onto the at the races website.
2: <laughs> I know. Yeah, <laughs> just, you just picture it. Shooting it into a bit of Windsor. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah i'm not yeah maybe not subtle in the deepest darkest depths of winter anyway
0: i don't know trying avoid yeah them. well I, that's the best thing about racing there's something out there for everyone um we've missed the the sandrian but you guys have got a runner in there which is um
2: present moment
0: present moment present moment, yeah. moment comes with what sort of chance
2: um well i think she's actually going to be running out of the handicap because george bowie's running off schooler off top weight so in that regard, she's got plenty to find um, if she's two pounds out of the handicap. But she's going to be carrying feather weight in kind of I think she's got eight stone or eight stone two or something. Um, so she's, she, you know, she's she's going to have a light weight. And again, an- another massive field will, will line up. I'd say, and just if it, if she gets she navigates her passage through, she might have a place chance. But. Um, and-
0: and Tyler Hurd takes the uh, takes the ride there. Turn... He, he's, he,
2: yeah, he's the apprentice. I don't know much about Tyler to be honest, but he's a lightweight jockey. Yeah, there's not many there's not many lightweight jockeys around. So our choices were uh, sparse, spare, or whatever. So yeah, he's claiming three. You know, if he gets a good, if she gets a good ride, she might she might get placed. But I think she'll need a bit of leap of faith to back her. Anyway,
0: yeah. And in terms of the kind of claiming jockeys out there at the moment, who would you say is the number one?
2: Well, you've got Harry Davis. He looks very good, doesn't he? He's based with Andrew Balding, um, and Benoit de la Sayette, based with Godstons. He, you know, he he looks good. And then up north, there's a jockey called Ryan Sexton, who we we've been using a bit. Um, yeah, I think he's based with Adrian Keatley. He looks value for his five as well. So there's, there's a handful of them, you know, good, good young ones coming through anyway, which is good.
0: Awesome. Well, I think we've covered your runners, um, for the week. Maybe we just open the discussion up to kind of wider things. Are there any big fancies that you've got in any race over the five days?
2: Well, it's been interesting talking to various people throughout the week. And I seem to be hearing very strong words for nature strip in the King stand, uh, on the really? Tuesday um taking on wesley's golden pal um but you know he was you know champion sprinter down in australia mm-hmm. rated 124 and he was kind of going off he goes off kind of two on in australia and you can you know there's a bit of a nine to four or there was 11 to four early on in the week about him so i've i've hearing good things about him i don't know about what was your thoughts on that race mm.
0: I think it's really interesting. Yeah. No, I, I
1: agree. I mean, it's it's interesting seeing sort of two international runners at the top of the market because it can be quite hard to judge. They're bringing in very different form lines, of course. Um, I mean, when you look at the English contingent, they're perhaps not like, or the Irish as well, for that matter. They're perhaps not the strongest, but yeah. I, d- I don't know. There's, there might be something in there that could spring an upset. Um, Golden Power is obviously good. Uh, second at Royal Ascot as a, as a two-year-old. But... Um, yeah, i be I mean, on ratings alone, those two are quite far clear of the rest. Apart from Man of Promise, who's sort of rated one eighteen or something. But yeah, I I think it would be an interesting race. So I I might look a bit further down the market for that. But
0: it definitely feels yeah. like the UK is lacking the you know the Batash, the yeah. Harry Angels the Blue Points that we used to have a couple of years ago. I mean, having a horse like Twilight Calls in at third favourite six to one. Yeah, that would um, worry me. <laughs> that that does kind of worry me about our our uh, our strength
2: division yeah <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah i agree you know, that's a valid point that is a valid point but you know if uh, technically or uh, the handicapper thinks the handicapper thinks that nature strip giving them a rating of 124 is going to murder twilight Calls. so i mean yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. just
2: on 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 that whether well, you know it's never as easy as that but you're right. The 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 English and the Irish need to find a good sprinter, don't they?
1: Maybe, also, yeah. The Maybe. Irish, the Irish alone. There's just no standout. A case of you may be the one who's sort of the best of them all, but they basically he was go and beat him.
2: Wasn't he? Well, he was, but, yeah,
1: because uh, I mean, he ran a great race out of Maiden, beating Man of Promise, who went on favourite for that race uh, for the Alcours. But then, like. Basically in Ireland they all just go beat each other each week. You got like Logo yeah. Hunter, Moon Easter, uh, all those kind of horses. Power under me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They just go beat each other each week. So you know, there's yeah. no standout really. Um, I don't know if it's, I, it, I don't know if it's necessarily the strongest King
0: Stand, but then the international
1: runners are interesting. So
0: yeah, it might it'll be a good race. Wesley Ward's line this week was Golden Pal could easily be the best horse i've ever trained which i think he said about <laughs> yeah, one said runner every year, single year like campanelli all those, you
2: know. yeah well, i i i'm sure he's very good but it's just he couldn't last out at york last no. year in the nunthorpe so i don't you know we beat him in the norfolk two years ago mm. um i just, i can't see how he's going to hold on against horses like nature strip personally i'm i'm sure if you're if you're laying him, you're going to have a sweat down to the furlong pole but then <laughs> <laughs> then i think i think you'll be home and hose
0: um, I like that. Well, maybe maybe sort of dress that up as a Nick Bell tip. Yeah. <laughs> Lay Golden Pal. Lay of
2: the week, Golden Pal.
0: <laughs> and enjoy the sweat coming down to the furlough pole. <laughs> um, anything else from the week from you, mate?
2: Um, well, I would love Cashey to win the coronation. Um, obviously, trained by George. Um, she, you know, amazing, amazing for him to win the guineas with her. That was a. M- m- I'd mainly like him to win so we can have another party afterwards to be honest. I mean, that was <laughs> good fun. But I think she's, uh, she's she, uh, by all accounts, she's training well. I think the track will really suit her. Looks like Homeless Songs isn't running. The, yeah, I was gonna the, say, yeah. yeah.
0: Really, really tough. That was big actually- Big shame, that though. That, that was a horse that both Charlie and I had tipped up on debut this season. Reappearance, yeah. And um, she's, you know, gone strength, strength from strength to strength. strength. To strength. Um, Who gave you that nod? Mate, literally, just looking at the form. Yeah, yeah. we 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 really? saw we saw improvement in her, and
2: um, I was in the office. It's well spent. Yeah, she's was...
0: <laughs> she's been uh, she's been unbelievable. Both wins at thirteen to two as well, so it was pretty tasty. Mm.
2: I wonder why. Um, I wonder why uh, she's not running. She must have had like an, an issue. I think
0: um, Dermot Wells said, yeah, "Yeah, ground concerns." He, he's hoping for thunderstorms before Friday. Um, oh really yeah which would be a shame because she's like one of the star horses of the year so far so it would have been great to see her come to ryle because
1: yeah he was very careful which which guineas to put her in as well he waited you know he they're going to go for the english and then the french and then they ended up going for the irish of course um she looked
2: very good didn't she in ireland
1: she looked class yeah she was she it was a really impressive performance
0: i mean unbelievable and then obviously over a different distance but tuesday coming out and winning the winning the oaks as well yeah
1: yeah and concert hall was fourth who was third that day to uh, in the Irish yeah. 1000 so yeah it's proper form proper form
0: up. boost um right give us another one then
2: what else what well, okay the gold cup's an interesting race i feel um on the thursday uh as you say the weather looks set to be kind of piping hot throughout the week with risks of thunderstorms so if the thunderstorms do come, obviously, that's going to play into True Trushan's hands, isn't it? But um, I quite like the young pretender, Kiprios. I know it's not very original, but I think, you know, I, he looks he looks a horse with a big future over staying trips, I thought. Um, especially if the ground is quick. Um, you know, Stradivarius and Trushan set very good benchmarks. But I'm sure, uh, you know, I'm sure this horse has kind of been a slow burner and waiting, you know, crying out for the step up and trip
0: yeah that would be an interesting one it was great to see princess zoe winning on her reappearance this this season
2: yeah it was she's a tough old mare isn't she
0: yeah and actually doing it on good firm ground as well because she was always known as a bit of a mudlark Um, yeah 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 so that that's definitely going to be a a serious race that one um any any more for any more
2: the la- the other tip I've got you know that has been supposedly catching pigeons in the morning is sacred in the uh in the platinum jubilee on Saturday. I think she's uh, by all- yeah she's supposed to be absolutely flying oh. um I, I don't know what price she is I think she's kind of eight to one or something yeah eight um, to one
0: Bryce, yeah I love yeah. that is that one from one from sam
2: that's one from Sam he's gonna kill me if he hit- if he watches your podcast it. <laughs> <laughs> well I'm glad to, yeah. I'm Exclusive. glad we,
0: yeah I'm glad Exclusive. we managed to uh to squeeze that out of you at the end um <laughs> I think we've covered pretty much everything unless yeah. Charlie's got any more questions well, is,
1: is there is there a sort of juvenile that you're particularly looking forward to to watching uh this week um week?
2: aside as so what what would be well I, I it would have been kind of noble style but he's been taken yeah. out of the Coventry um but the one I've probably yeah, the Philly statuette in New Albany, I'd be yeah. I was really impressed by her, the Justify Philly. Yeah. Um I thought she looked class when she won on debut, so she'd be the one I'm I'm yeah, aside from ours that I I'm most looking forward mm-hmm. to kind of having a look at in the paddock and stuff.
0: Awesome. Well, Nick, thank you so much for coming on. Um, we'll see you Saturday, lads. See you will Saturday, we? yeah. We'll see you Saturday. Uh, very best of luck to, to you and your, your dad. Hopefully it will be a, a great week and, and maybe even a winner for the Queen as well. Yeah. And we can celebrate on Saturday. <laughs> yeah. Please go. Off. We'll be in, we'll <laughs> be in the <laughs> car park, so you can come and have a couple yeah, of, yeah. Uh, of looseners there. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Good man. All right. Well done, guys. Awesome. Thanks so great much, mate. Great to, to you, mate. See you later, guys.
0: What a great interview that was with Nick. He is one of the great personalities in racing and I'm sure locked on to be one of the champion trainers of the future. Mm-hmm. Um, what did you think?
1: Yeah, I thought uh, some really insightful stuff. I'm really, uh, catching pigeons is my new favourite saying as well. I thought that was hilarious. And
0: uh, yeah, I think maybe we may have got a little nugget at the end there with sacred. Yeah, everyone's yeah. got to keep that very quiet and, yeah. <laughs> and make sure you're not smashing that in the market. And it didn't come from belly, of course. No, don't um, smash in the market. But it quickly.
1: just shows if you sort of persist, you know, keep asking, something will slip out.
0: Yeah, we did kind of have to force it out of him. Uh, <laughs> but... Hopefully, Sacred will be a nice winner for us on the Saturday. Uh, we're going to go for a little break there and enjoy a touch. After the break, we'll be joined by ex-champion jockey, current champion jockey, yes. Asheen Murphy. We'll see you after the break We're now joined by the current champion jockey. He was the top jockey at Royal Ascot last year. It is the one and only Asheen Murphy. Welcome back to the Midas Touches.
3: Thanks very much for having me on, guys. What an exciting week to look forward to. It doesn't get much better than Royal Ascot.
0: It really doesn't. It really doesn't. Uh, The sun's shining. We're set for what seems like it's going to be quite a warm week. Uh, The ground's meant to be good to firm. So, yeah, all, all is set for an exciting week. You're down at Andrew Baldings. You spend a lot of time in the yard, even though you're currently not in the in the saddle. How's Andrew's form? Uh, is he hopeful of a big week?
3: I think he's a bit apprehensive. Um, he, he's he got less expectations this year compared to last year, for sure. Uh, less short-priced horses, but he would be hoping that a few can surprise at big odds. And I think he's... If he could get a winner on the board early doors, uh, a lot of the pressure would be off.
0: Yeah, definitely. I mean, he's got one on the Tuesday, one that Charlie's quite interested in, in the Coventry, Holguin. Um, how does that one look? Still quite a big price, but a good form tie with uh, with one at the top. Uh, yeah, we, uh,
3: we won the Coventry together last year uh, with a horse called Baxter Shadow. And this fella... Is a little bit similar. He's quite tall and he doesn't carry that much weight, and same color as well. Actually, he's grey. Uh, I felt like he won very nicely first time. I'm a little bit disappointing that he was beaten so easily by Persian Force at Newbury next time. But his work has been good since. And to be honest with you, at a big prize, guys, I'd be disappointed if he wasn't in the first four or five. Like he, he, his work is good enough to be bang there. You know.
0: Those races are so interesting because, every, you know, all of the horses coming reasonably unexposed. So looking for form lines, quite difficult. So I think being able to have that form boost with Persian force, who's clearly at the top of the market is definitely quite taking. Sure. Um,
3: and the fact that the favorite or what I perceived was going to be the favorite, uh, noble style is going to miss the race. That's quite interesting because he was so impressive at Ascot and the form of that race had worked out really well. I thought he would take a lot of beating, but it just makes it a little bit more open on paper.
0: Anyway.
1: Yeah. I just think another word on Holgren as well. Those those uh, ammo racing horses tend to be quite forward uh, early on. Yeah. So, you know, if there's a bit more improvement to come from Holgren, which I'm sure there will be, uh, he should be bang there. You're
0: right. Spot on. Yeah, hopefully uh, we'll get the, the festival off to a flyer for, for Andrew and the team. Uh, Kings Lynn is one... I think a lot of people will be wanting to win given that she uh, or he is owned by the the Queen. There's been a lot of uh, chat about the top two in the market in Golden Pal and Nature Strip. But do you think Kings Lynn's got a got a chance of, of getting it right on the big stage?
3: Well, I messed up on him last year. It's very hard to see watching the replay, but I was only getting going. I was flat out throughout the race uh, in top gear because we went too quick. And he was coming good and running on, and I got stuck in traffic and my race was over. Uh, I really respect Golden Pal and Nature Strip. I think they're top-class horses, but the roof would come off the grandstand and ask if mm-hmm. Kingsley were to win, and he couldn't be in better shape. Haydock probably isn't his ideal track uh, because the five furlums there isn't that stiff, but he managed to win the Temple Stakes last time out, and He's moving better than ever, and the horse looks great. So I'm expecting a career best from him. Just the the main opposition, the foreign horses, I have huge respect for.
0: Yeah, it's it's interesting, isn't
3: it? Yeah,
1: and I think you'd like to get one over on uh, Wesley Ward as well after what happened uh, with Campanelli last
3: year. <laughs> Absolutely, you're you dead right. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, hopefully that will be uh, a, a nice win for the Queen and for Andrew Boarding. We've then got Berkshire Shadow who you were just talking about, in the St. James's Palace, which at this stage seems to be a race dominated in the market by Coribus. Do you think it's going to be as simple as that? Coribus turns up and wins?
3: Yeah, I think if he relaxes and I'd imagine or the, the vibes I've been getting from his homework is he's uh, becoming more and more tractable in the morning and he's really settled down. So if that's the case, I think he'll be very difficult to beat. But Batch to shadows in each way price and I wouldn't put anyone off uh, having a few quid on him. He's easy to ride and he runs his race and uh, you know, there aren't, there aren't any chinks in his armor, but Caribous looks a uh, level above. What is uh, quite option. interesting
0: is that I've seen literally since driving down to London today, Caribous was one to two. Caribous mm. is now eight to 11. So I don't know if they're looking at ground potentially. I mean, he's won on good to firm before, so I don't see why they would be, but that's definitely interesting unless it's, the Haggis team coming for My Prospero because that one also looks like a pretty exciting horse. Do you know much about My Prospero?
3: They're a very, very good family and the horse has done nothing wrong and looks like he's steadily improving uh, as does Haggas's other runner, Mal- Maljum, um, who won the German Guineas last time. I hope I'm pronouncing his name correctly. But they haven't achieved any near as much as Carrius. Mm.
0: Yeah. Well, it's going to be a good race that. I'd love to see Karibas uh, going back up that form. I think that would be great to see a, a proper superstar this year. Um, a couple more on the Tuesday, Coltrane in the Ascot Stakes and Fox's Tails in the Wolverton. Do you uh, Are you strong on either of those ones?
3: Yeah, Fox's Tails, I'd love to be riding. Just in that sort of race, the fact he's always behind the bridle and he's quite lazy, uh, he's an, a jockey's dream because you start downhill, there's a massive rush on into the turn. There can be quite a bit of buffeting. Uh, jockeys jostling for position and horses uh, being lit up as a result of that. And Fox's tails will really enjoy that sort of race. He's not, you know, but his form this year isn't too bad. Or to be honest, uh, I think at 10 or 12 to 1, whatever he is, um, he's definitely a, a horse to be thinking about each way because he's more than capable of winning a race like that.
0: It's really interesting what you say about the the kind of the tactics and the way that the race pattern can kind of develop at Ascot. Is it very different to riding a a normal race meet day in, day out?
3: Yeah, because remember, a lot of these guys that you're riding against as well haven't ridden Ascot winning, so uh, even if they're on a 20-to-1 shot, it almost feels like a 2-to-1 favourite because they want to win so badly and they're getting pressure off the trainer and the paddock and the owner, and it's a massive psychological battle, whereas... Uh, you know it took me a couple of years to ride a winner at the royal meeting and then it, it was a stead, steady trickle and I don't think I've mastered it in any way but i uh, I tend to approach it with like a very pessimistic view and um, and really not get excited about it uh, and just try and get a winner on the board early and then relax a little bit after that. so i've a lot of my winners last year were from the back. Uh, and that wasn't always the plan, uh, just instinct took over, and that's the way it worked out. And, you know, I, I think the reason Ryan Moore, Frankie Dessori, and uh, those sort of calibre, jockeys do so well at Ascot. Firstly, they're riding the best horses, but also they don't let the pressure get to them.
0: Yeah, it's it's so interesting because it seems they do... It's all about getting the pace right. And I think, you know, the fact that you had quite a lot of wins last year coming from the back is definitely quite interesting. Um, Alunak in the six ten, or can we just move on to the Wednesday?
3: Uh, Alunak is fine. Uh, he's getting older. He's another runner for King power. I wouldn't rule him out because he's that sort of horse, but at the same time, uh, from a win point of view, you know, you'd prefer to just have a few pretty each way and, and hope he runs well. Yeah.
0: So moving on to the Wednesday, what do you think of the boarding runners? Is has the best chance?
3: Well, um, Andrew's been shouting all week that he's a little bit like oh, uh, thinking that if you know some horses just run well in the first three, it, it'd be a good week. But I know that he's really, really wants to get on the board with, with winners and um, and uh, Shailene is that not Shailene? Um, What's the name of the filly that uh, Probert won on Alaska last year in the Albany? Um, um, Sandrine. Sandrine, thanks, uh, yeah. not yeah. Um She uh, she was very unlucky in Newmarket from the point of view. She was out in the wing and she could never get in. Um, her work has been unbelievable since. Like I don't know because we don't have really Group One fillies to work her against, particularly three year olds, but. Um, she's been killing everything. She's gone with, and uh, she's just coming her coat. So, um, what sort of price is she? Eight, nine, ten to one, maybe even bigger. She would be one I I would um, I'd be looking forward to most from the Andrew Bowling Camp in the whole week cause...
0: Interesting. The one I really like uh, in the Hunt Cup is Symbolize. Hmm. Um, it's a bit of a minefield that race, but Symbolize just seems to be so consistent with those last three runs, two behind Alderi and then one against Muta mm-hmm. Do you think Symbolise has got it at this level? You've also got Harry Davies, who I know is connected to the yard, Jokta. Sure. 20 to one looked like a great price for that one.
3: Yeah, it's just such a hard race to win. Uh, you need a lot of luck in running. Harry Davies has great value for his claim. And uh, I couldn't write Symbolise off, but I never saw him... As a voice they would be winning at Royal Ascot. <laughs> <Really>? <laughs> That's yeah. so
0: interesting. And then moving, well, I guess actually maybe we just ask Wednesday in general, not just from the boarding yard. What are your thoughts?
3: Well, you tell me. Um, I thought, you know, the favourites throughout the week, all the accumulators and stuff, it would be interesting to see how they play out because like on the first day, you have to include Bayid yeah. don't you? Yeah. Um, and then Wednesday, you're looking for another nap. Later on in the week, you've got like Hurricane Lane, who I think is a certainty, realistically. Yeah. Um. Then you go Platinum Jubilee on Saturday. What's going to line up in that? Campanelli six furlongs with her fantastic uh, record at Ascot, which was helped last year but my error on <laughs> Dragon Symbol. Uh, continue. Um. These were these were sort of things I was thinking Stradivarius on Thursday, definitely in the Gold Cup. Um, you know, if, if I thought, the, I honestly think a lot of the strong favourites will be very hard to beat. I felt in the Prince of Wales, guys, uh, Baybridge versus Shariar. Mm. I couldn't understand the betting there. Like, I'm a huge Sir Michael Stout fan and I love riding for him. Baybridge was really good at Sandown, but he hasn't achieved anything as near on form, really, as the Japanese horse. Um so. And the Japanese are 5-2, to two, so...
1: And you even um, got Sir Lord North in there, a previous winner of the race. Like, there's yeah. some real quality in that race.
3: And he did nothing wrong last time mm. in what was a very deep race as well. So were those two to underperform. And also, ask it suits him. You know, he's won there before. He likes to take his time a little bit, swing off the turn and get a clear run. So, yeah, um, yeah. No, the it- two-year-old races are the ones that interests me most probably you know yeah um the
0: the norfolk the norfolk's really the norfolk's interesting and and actually andrew's got bakil in there who comes out of that ascot race that was won by chipotle last year who then went and won uh, at ask at royal ascot so bakil kind of comes in there with a reasonably obvious chance jack mitchell is but is jocked up to to ride um what what do you think about Bakil's chances?
3: Yeah, his work has been very good as well. Uh, and he's incredibly strong, powerful 2 like proper ready-made Ascot horse. Um, I was very impressed with Wallbank, Is that his name? That's the Kodiak yeah, yeah. that was second to Noble style. I thought he might go for the Norfolk and, on form. I thought he deserved to be right up there in the betting. Uh, this owner has been new to Andrews. He kind of came mid last year and Jack Mitchell is his retained rider um he's from Kuwait and uh yeah it's nice to have some smart horses for him and this this horse done nothing wrong I, I just don't know how good he is because I have one I haven't ridden him and secondly he hasn't been with he has been galloping with the other Aska two-year-olds like the foxes and and Holden mm. you know they've mm. they've kind of been separate
0: why is it that they why is it that they've been kept separate?
3: I think it's important not to get them beat at home. Uh, they've got to feel like they're good horses, and when they're fit and ready, uh, you you just want to keep them ticking over and maybe get them on the grass under uh, so many grass calves, a little bit of experience. But um, but the last thing you want is like giving them hard pieces of work where you're getting to the bottom of them and they're walking home tired horses. Then they don't eat, and then they disimprove rather than go the other way you
0: know yeah of course of course but do you think having um i guess more generally do you think having course form at really really crucial
3: no not really i think having an intelligent rider at askets crucial mm. uh you know if it's a sort of place like if you're fighting for a position and there's two horses wrestling for that spot you're better off to come back and just let that other person have it uh, you can't waste energy there. I think that's the key. And, mm. of course, you can win from making all and from last, depending on the pace and your type of horse. But uh, using your brain is probably the most important thing, you know.
1: Might, might be a difficult one, but so who would you have sort of to put on your horse at, at Royal Ascot then?
3: I think Ryan Moore is riding at a different level to everyone else this year, that's What he did at Chester yeah. oh, was, yeah. like, extraordinary and probably didn't get enough credit, really. Yeah. Mm. Uh, because on paper, yeah, he was he had chances, but he he dominated, and it's a hard place to do it, you know. I mean, uh, so much can go wrong there.
0: In the Chester Cup, watching that race, Cleveland, Cleveland wasn't even yeah. he was seven to one or something, but watching the way he managed to navigate Chester, which we know is such a tight track, mm-hmm. um, that was genuinely one of the best rides I think I've ever seen.
3: And I can tell you, if you rode that horse, if I rode that horse ninety times. I I get beat on him eighty nine times. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because he was off the bit down the rail. He had to navigate his way out into a passage, get him balanced and rolling up the straight. Um, I think, and he he's leading the jockeys championship in Ireland at the moment. He's riding very very well.
1: And it was interesting as well. Even even that time of the year, like Aidan wasn't really going until Chester. You know, like yeah, yeah. We sort of thought it'd be a bit of a dolphin. Yeah, the the boys in blue are doing so well, and then. And then from there, I mean, Aiden's probably kicked on, but but it was it, I think to put it into that context as well it makes it more impressive what he was doing, you know. So I agree. Riding so well.
3: Uh, no, I agree. So I agree a hundred percent. And let's just looking back at the Coventry. Frankie's jacked up on an interesting horse uh, uh, for Westerberg for George Van Opel, um, who won at the Curragh when I was there on Irish Guineas weekend, and I thought he was a bit of an each way price as well. Uh, like a, a smashing horse that looks uncomplicated mm. and pro- a real horse that might suit Frankie, you know, he can ride him no cover, handy, happy, and keep it straightforward. You might find his name there for the listeners. A, but
1: yeah, Age of Kings for the listeners.
3: Yeah, I was really impressed with him. I don't know what you thought, but I thought he was... Yeah, he, was
1: he was expensive enough, wasn't he? Um, but no, did it Was he a million day? the day, was he? Yeah, 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 he was, yeah. How much? Yeah. So one point something I can't remember really? how much, but yeah, expensive horse, but uh, but no, sort of proved as proved as worth that that time at the Curra, yeah,
0: yeah. That will be uh, that will be interesting as well because I think punters will latch on to to Blackbeard, who clearly comes in with some some pretty good form as mm. well.
1: Well, Blackbeard was that weekend as well, wasn't it? I don't know if you were there, Sheen, on the Saturday. Sure. Yeah, yeah, he looked. Good I was, there. yeah, 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 and yeah. tough talk that horse in second. Um, looked looked a good horse as well, actually. So I think the form there is quite strong.
0: Yeah. Um let's go to the Hampton Court I think because we well Charlie uh tipped up who your mal each way in the derby at yeah. 200 to 1. Right there, <laughs> it was
1: uh yeah certainly the best uh, the best tip I've ever given but uh yeah I was I was screaming him home uh but but yeah so I don't know cuz he's he'll, he'll now be Forever found out in the market, which is a bit of a shame. You know, he's he's coming yeah. at some decent prices. Um, last couple of times and run really well. well he's he's won really well, basically every race in his life. But um, but no, yeah, very happy about that. I don't know what w- what do you think about Huyama Machine?
3: I felt he had a pretty hard race in the Derby, and yeah. just be interesting to see what he would go for. Um, I feel like he'd probably go for the King Edward over a mile and a half. Interesting, uh, yeah. I'm a I'm a mass and I th- I believe in the horse, You know, I think I think if he's healthy and he uh, is in the same shape as he was going to Epsom, I think he can win. But uh, I I thought Her Majesty's best chance of getting on the score sheet was wait reach for the moon in the Hampton Court. Frankie rode him like he was Frankel at Sandown. I mean, he he went solid fractions in a the horse they were saying would need the run he steadied up a bit around the bend and kicked him for home four out. I mean, I thought he was, he was going to find out how good he was. Mm. And I didn't think he needed to improve very much on that form to be banged there. And uh, I thought there's probably plenty of improvement in him, you know? Yeah.
0: It's interesting that as well, because if you do take Huyamal Amal out of the, of the market, who's currently at sixes, then, you know, reach of the moon might be a shade of odds on. Yeah, yeah, it could well be.
1: Um,
3: yeah, I mean, that's it, that's probably no interest to some of our listeners, but uh, I think he'll be hard to beat. I'd mm. love to be riding.
1: Yeah. yeah. No, I, it, was, it was a shame, wasn't it, that he that he had to miss the derby or, or didn't make sure. it to the derby, rather. Um, but, yeah, it'd be lovely to have, uh, have a winner for the Queen at Royal Ascot.
3: But, lads, realistically as well, I'd say he wouldn't have stayed a mile and a half, certainly on pedigree. And uh, he beat me uh, when I rode Harrow at Newbury last year. That horse has a lot of pace. Like, I... I honestly didn't think he'd go much further than a mile, you know.
1: Really? Yeah, that's interesting.
0: That is interesting. Mm. Um, I I just love the horse, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) Um, But we'll see. We'll see. It should be. um, It should be interesting wherever he goes. Um, Which horse overall? Any trainer? Any owner? Would you most want to be on? Apart from you know, Reach to the Moon, who we've talked about. Um, Which one really strikes you as having a, a great chance?
3: I hate to say this, uh, but Alfred Munnings in the Chesham. Um, I'm a big fan of the Foxes, and I've seen his work, and I think he's a proper horse. But what I've seen of the Irish horse is he just looks too good. Mm. And Aidan O'Brien farms this race. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, like year on year, they seem to find the winner of the Chesham, and I don't see any faults with him. You know, he looks a forward type that. Uh, is hardy and ready for this test and uh certainly I'll be back in the foxes to finish in the first three. Um I'll be telling all your listeners to be doing that. Uh but I think yeah, I think Gaden will be winning the Cheshire.
0: Yeah. It's crazy his dominance in so many of these races, um, but testament to, to him as a trainer, I mm-hmm. guess. Um any other races you'd like to flag up before we look at the the ones later in the week?
1: uh no no i think that's it i think uh that Cheshire run is a, a an interesting one certainly but like as you say aiden does so well with these juvenile races at royal ascot you have just always got to take note because he brings over a whole host of them and, and they've all got live chances don't they
0: yeah well they do spend about two million yeah, yeah. quid on each of their horses <laughs> yeah. as well and they've got the best the best breeding in the game as well yeah, so it's yeah. uh you know to say it's unfair is maybe maybe slightly not doing justice but you know they've done very well out of it but clearly um you know they definitely have an advantage when it comes to that um so sandrine was the one that you were talking about earlier who goes in the coronation in the coronation stakes that will be very exciting uh hopefully a little winner and then we've got the newly named platinum Mm -hmm. jubilee do you think kingslin will go to the king stand I see that he's still entered in the in the Platinum Jubilee as well.
3: Yeah, I, th- I think he'll run the King's Stand. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that was the plan um, on Saturday. It?
0: And then you've got Alcohol Free, who who seems to be entered, drop back and trip. Run.
3: Yeah, she's going to run the Platinum Jubilee. Uh, I haven't ridden her work this year. I think um, don't know why, um, <laughs> but uh, I've seen plenty of her, and she's another one like Sandrine. Finally, she's coming. Her coat. Yeah, if she were, if they were to get some rain, I'd be very interested uh, in her, um, particularly back over that trip. Remember, she's won a Group One over six in the Cheviot Park, and uh, I think she'll have no bother laying up with them and everything. I think she's a very, you know, she's a very interesting runner, but she's fine on good to firm, and particularly on that track. But to be at her best, she she appreciates taking the ground
0: yeah that's really interesting and i think definitely something for the listeners to to remember the ground will be likely quite quick throughout the week so definitely don't go backing for example true potentially on good exactly. ground. Exactly. um alcohol free would be would be great if she yeah. could if she could come back i think it's really interesting that she's dropped back in trip there
1: absolutely i mean she won last year over a mile at royal ascot so you know it's oh. it a big move to drop her back to six but uh but you know, who am I to question Andrew Balding? He's you know he's a master, so I'm sure I'm sure it'll be a stroke of genius.
0: Yeah, I think we've covered pretty much all of the Balding runners that I could know. Are there any that you think we've missed out that may have a better chance than than we've given them?
3: Um, just if we touch on the Windsor Castle guys, and I'm going to need some help. But um, the horse that uh, is it called Chateau that won at Beverly? Yeah, uh, William Roden. Um, Guys, that, that horse is uh, is up to on what I've seen anyway is up to winning a Windsor Castle. There's going to be plenty with a similar profile in the race, and he's going to need the right ride. Um, but ability-wise, uh, he's one to seriously take note of. Uh, he shouldn't have been able to win at Beverly. You know, it it probably wasn't a very good race, but he got dragged out of it. it had to come from last, and then the leader, to be fair, stopped. But um, he was only getting going at the line and. I love his attitude at home. He's very, very laid back for a breezer. Um, and it'd be good for that owner. Sheik is a, a Bahrain guy. Um, he uh, He's, a, a you know, an up-and-coming force in British racing. And uh, if he were to have a Royal Oscar winner, it'd be great for the sport, you know?
0: Yeah, definitely. He's had, I mean, I guess, won the, was it the Mill Reef? For the the, uh, the Clive Cox exactly. wings of last wings. year, I finished wings.
3: second. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um, yeah. So it's good. It's good to see these like up and coming owners coming into the game because clearly British Racing's you know relied upon the likes of Goodolphin and yeah. and nice. and Ireland. So it's good to see people still coming into the game and seeing seeing it as an avenue for for sport enjoyment and and whatnot. Um, I think that's probably covered everything unless charlie you've got some burning questions we do have ascots you know top jockey from yeah, last no, year absolutely
1: so. no i mean I, I didn't i didn't have anything uh, anything else i mean i guess the one sort of interesting factor and i it's the same every year right but the 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 number of international runners it's really great to see horses coming over from america and, and over from japan as well um the japanese could have their first royal ascot winner um you've obviously ridden some some good sort of international horses in your time machine uh, deirdre uh, springs to mind um how do you sort of prepare for those rides because obviously y- y- you may not have ever got on the horse before and and they can their, their running starts can be pretty different these international horses so i wonder just how you prepare for that
3: yeah try and watch as much replays as you can and actually the japanese are very accommodating they'll come and let you ride them uh, even in slow work, when when whatever times and days suits you. Right. Uh, so often you'll get a spin on them before the big day, but just try and then when you have all these plans, but when the stall's open to ride them off field and, mm. and you know, trust your instinct to make the right decision. Yeah. Uh, just because they normally take their time or are ridden forward. If the horse is telling you it wants to be kind of in this position, uh just trust us you
1: know yeah no no it's interesting i think um fingers crossed a big one for the japanese because obviously they're they're becoming a bit more of a powerhouse in 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 international racing you know obviously having a great time over in america the breeders cup meeting but yeah i I think uh yes exactly yeah um so so i think that'll be interesting but no it's going to be a fantastic week. i think we're seeing you on the on the saturday hopefully
3: you will, yeah. I'll be there, guys. I'm uh, I'm doing three days of a little bit of Sky Sports, two hours a day. And then Thursday and Saturday, um, I'm there to socialise. So uh, it should be great fun. And yeah, I hope everyone listening backs a few winners. Yeah,
1: yeah. absolutely. Well, awesome. we look forward to seeing you there.
0: Yeah, Asheen, Cheers, th- yes. thank you so much for coming on. Hopefully we've got a number of winners in there. If not, uh, you know, it's fine. It's not, <laughs> kill, me. <laughs> yeah. kill me. Yeah, we'll be there on Saturday if yeah. not. Um, anyway, mate, thank you so much for joining us. And uh, yeah, look forward to, to seeing you on Saturday. Cheers, gents. Awesome. Thanks, Sheen. Thanks great so much, you. mate.
3: Always,
0: What another great interview with Asheen who is clearly very excited for a huge week. Interesting that Andrew's not as excited maybe as he was last year for the week, but that does not mean that he's not going to get any winners.
1: No, it certainly doesn't. I think last year he definitely had some really exciting horses and that was was sort of indicated by the fact that Asheen had such a good Royal Ascot himself. And uh, I mean, can I just say on a side note, it's so brilliant to be able to get um, the current champion jockey and of course the sort of top jockey at royal ascot last year on the podcast to talk about all this stuff is is uh it's really great and really humbling that he 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 does come on this show and 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 talks to us and 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 nick as well you know it's fantastic to have both of them on so yeah big shout out to both those guys for for coming on but no i think uh it should be an interesting week and asheen may have given us a couple of interesting ones there um you know just a few horses to to watch out for certainly
0: yeah, we won't be posting a couple of those tips on social media. So for you guys that have listened that far, um, you know, hopefully there'll be a couple of golden nuggets for you guys this week. Definitely sacred. Sounds very interesting. Mm-hmm. And hearing all the hype about the American horses coming over and the Australian uh, horse um, yes. is is definitely taking. I think that's all for this one. We'll be back with the Tuesday preview which will come out tonight at midnight. But for now, that's all from us. It's a goodbye from me, Tris. And it's a goodbye from me, Charlie. Goodbye.